Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm trying really hard to be positive at the moment, despite the depressing weather we've been having here in Sydney and a lot of Australia, and indeed around the world for that matter. We're going through almost non-stop rain. I had medium-sized hail at my house recently. We've got flooding in my state, New South Wales, and south in Victoria. They've all been experiencing some pretty severe flooding as well. And now the forecast is for more rain, more hail and flooding across New South Wales, Queensland, Victoria, basically the whole east coast of Australia. And having said that, wherever you're listening around the world, you're probably dealing with your own weather events from extreme heat waves in the UK and Europe, hurricanes in the US, flooding everywhere. It's pretty much a shit show globally at the moment, so it'd be nice if it calmed down just a skosh. Fortunately, where I am, there's no chance of flooding. Uh, geographically speaking my suburb is up pretty high but it's been affecting my ability to work my dogs missed out on a lot of exercise but I'm trying to be optimistic that'll all work out in the end so anyway this episode is about coping with heartbreak and emotional healing and I've grouped them in the same episode because I think they go hand in hand I briefly go into how our brains are wired and why we feel the way we do I'll give you tips on how best to cope with these sometimes debilitating feelings and emotions and how your support network can be invaluable during this kind of emotional upheaval. I'll talk about how physical activity can benefit your well-being and reduce your feelings of emotional loss and how you should remember your past relationships in hindsight. I'll explain how a few self-care techniques can be beneficial to your state of mind and help alleviate some depressing thoughts. I'll break down what emotional healing really is and how it can best serve you during difficult times such as coping with heartbreak. And of course I'll be talking about the physical health benefits you can expect with emotional healing. So on a sliding scale getting your heart broken is pretty much absolutely devastating for everyone. Most of us have been there at some point and been left wondering how to get over heartbreak. And while there's no guaranteed way to avoid a broken heart there is a way through even if in the moment you you know pretty much believe that you'll never be happy again and i think that's actually how you know you've been heartbroken when you have that kind of feeling understanding how your mind works and how to work it better can be really helpful after breakups it's important to understand that we're hardwired with the ability to experience pleasure from our intimate connections and also pain from heartbreak so How can we get a better understanding of the neuroscience of pleasure for a smarter, happier, and more fulfilled life? Well, you're listening to this podcast, so that's a good start. One of the oldest parts of our brain, which we share with all mammals and many other animals as well, has a circuit of brain regions, and that's the panic slash grief sadness system. 
um, that gets activated when we experience loss of an important relationship. This means your body can very much feel the physical and emotional after effects of a breakup because our brains instinctually view relationships and the resources they provide as essential for survival. So way back in our evolution, if you were excluded or kicked out of the tribe, your chances of survival were very limited. And we still carry those feelings and those instincts today. So when activated, this panic slash grief slash sadness system creates painful withdrawal-like symptoms. And it, it's an ache on the heart. Overwhelming sadness and despair, we have regrets, and our enthusiasm for life in general is greatly reduced. It's important to remember that heartbreak and the subsequent grief are not pathological, but a normal part of being an emotional being. And it's really just the dark side of our life-affirming ability to form loving, intimate connections, because you just can't have the good without the bad. So you want to allow yourself to feel your feelings. When somebody breaks up with you, you're going to feel a flood of emotions. And it is a trauma, and it's a shock to your system. And with any type of emotional shock, you really want to be gentle with yourself and you want to allow yourself to feel your feelings. After all, your feelings are there for a reason. They can help you move through difficult experiences, but only if you release them and let them out. So in the days following the breakup, allow yourself to cry and acknowledge that the breakup is like any other type of loss. You should acknowledge that it isn't a sign of weakness, but rather an important step to recover from this kind of trauma. With loss comes five stages of grief. There's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. You're probably going to go through those in your own way and in your own time. And during the process, you can validate your feelings by saying things like, why wouldn't I feel this way? And of course I'm experiencing this emotion. Because these are normal things to feel, right? So don't beat yourself up because you're a normal human being. This is part of the healing process. Now, even though it's important to express your feelings, it's also important to stop short of becoming them. So if you feel sad, let yourself wallow for a certain amount of time, maybe an hour. Cry, scream, yell, journaling is good. Do whatever you need to do to let your emotions out. Let them flow. But when that hour's up, try to stop and move on to something else. Now, you want to be able to cut off communication with your ex. There's a scientific reason heartbreak hurts so much. You actually go through withdrawal-like symptoms after a breakup because the feel-good hormones you get from your partner are suddenly gone. When your partner is no longer there, you start to crave those feel-good hormones. If you give in to this feeling and see your ex again, you'll struggle to move forward and find yourself stuck for months or maybe even years. You want to be cutting off all contact at the beginning of your recovery. It allows you to break your attachment to your former partner. Having said that, there's no hard and fast rule about contacting your ex. Brief, occasional communication like, hey, could we talk for a few minutes? I'm having a hard time with this. That might be okay. But just be cautious that those brief check-ins don't become a habit. Every time you talk to them, you open up another connection between you and your goal is to break those connections, not to keep creating new ones. And remembering, of course, that there will be times where you simply can't break all contact. You might have shared custody with kids, you, know, you, might, you could have be joint owners in a business or various investments. Some contact may be necessary. So in these cases, try to keep emotion out of it and limit the contact wherever possible. Now, during these times, you're going to want to lean on your support system. Call one or a few people you really care about and let them know what you're going through. A lot of people love you and they all want to support you, but often they don't know how because you're just not telling them. 
So opening up to others can be really cathartic. Almost everyone has been on the receiving end of a breakup at one time or another and commiserating with them, sharing experiences, getting counsel, being reminded you're not alone can be highly beneficial. Now exercise. Breaking into a sweat might be the last thing you want to do when you're wallowing in pain, but trust me, the endorphins produced during exercise will help with withdrawal symptoms post-breakup, and it also helps you to build confidence in yourself. If you're an avid listener to the podcast, you might remember me talking about the feel-good chemicals that are released during exercise, and if you're human, it can't not happen, so give it a go. You can also try yoga or meditation. If going for a run isn't your idea of how to get over someone, at least consider gentle movement activities like yoga or meditation. Grief is experienced in the body. Meditation and yoga can help your body release those emotions. Grief is stressful and can temporarily dysregulate the autonomic nervous system, which is why you might notice these changes in your sleep or your appetite and definitely your concentration. You can try breath work, a big part of yoga and meditation practices, and it can also help calm down the activation of that system. So going through grief can be an opportunity to learn new wellness habits like regular practice of meditation and mindfulness, yoga, exercise, and even improving the ability to create more resilience. Now it's important to remember what really sucked about the relationship. A common response if you regret breaking up is to idealize the other person. And while you don't want to deny that there were good parts of that relationship, you also don't want to fixate on them. To find the middle ground, write a list of all the negative aspects of your former partner or relationship and look at it regularly. Remind yourself, this is a mental exercise that helps counterbalance all the obsessive thinking that you're going to be probably experiencing around you know what you miss about your ex and why they were so great even if they weren't so it's important to take care of yourself taking care of yourself in the midst of heartbreak is super important check in with yourself throughout the day and ask yourself the question what do i need maybe it's a healthy salad maybe it's a hot bath maybe it's a phone call with a friend but also know the feelings of rejection and diminished self-worth could trigger unhealthy responses like over or under eating or substance abuse, drinking, and that could lead to spiraling. So it's never more important when you're going through this emotional turmoil, exercise, nutrition, proper sleep, these will raise you up and hopefully give you the edge to push through the extra bad times. Because sometimes you'll feel like you're walking the razor's edge and the slightest thing will push you over. But the reverse is also true. If you can get good sleep, episode one, just quietly, good exercise, decent nutrition. You won't be walking on the edge in the first place. You'll have a little bit of wiggle room before things get that bad, right? So also you don't want to be judging yourself during this healing process. The the time it takes is the time it takes. So don't equate the healing time with the time of your relationship. Even relationships that don't quite get off the ground, they can cause enormous heartbreak as well. A lot of times people will beat themselves up because the relationship didn't last that long and they just don't understand why they're so devastated. It's because you fell for them in in six months or six weeks or whatever it is and you've gotten super attached and you started spending every day or every night together for a while. Your six months could be someone else's two years. So whatever you feel, honor that feeling because at the end of the day, how long it takes for you to get over your ex depends on a variety of factors, including the narrative you tell yourself. Now, you don't want to internalize the breakup. In the aftermath of a difficult split, avoid thinking thoughts like, I'm not good enough. 
what's wrong with me. Instead, blame the problem that caused the relationship to end, even if it was your partner directly. And and you're going to want to identify and eliminate unhealthy behaviors. So try to understand any impulses you may be having, like texting your ex or checking their Instagram or replaying every detail of your last weekend together. These urges are part of the natural withdrawal process that happens after breakup, but don't let yourself overindulge in obsessive behaviors like analyzing every aspect of your relationship until the early hours of the morning. If you find yourself spending significant time in this frame of mind, it might be a good idea to reach out to a coach or a therapist and get that you know, professional support. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Now, creating new routines is a great way to go. One way to move on is to create new routines. Realize that the breakup is likely to cause voids in your life. Say you and your ex always went out to dinner every Friday night. Now your Friday nights are wide open, but instead of wallowing alone, proactively call your friends and make plans. Start a new ritual with a friend or maybe a family member. And explore old and new interests. Say you really enjoy the outdoors, but your ex didn't. So while you were together, you cut back on on your outdoor habits. Now that you're single, give yourself permission to reconnect with that interest and, and also explore new hobbies. Take intentional steps to move forward with your life, like joining a new gym, signing up for a woodworking class, or booking a weekend away with friends. Accept that closure is something that you need to find on your own. Sometimes you're not going to get the closure you need from your ex, and you'll have to find it on your own. So if your partner couldn't explain the reason for the breakup, create your own healthy narrative. 
And if that isn't enough to provide closure, consider talking with a therapist about how to heal a broken heart. Also, if your breakup triggers thoughts and feelings about other losses in your life and you're having a hard time processing that, definitely seek outside help. I've spoken about this before. Seeking out an expert therapist or psychologist is a smart thing to do. Rise above the fucking bullshit that it's a sign of weakness because it's actually a great sign of strength. So if you decide to date, do it cautiously. After getting your heart broken, it can be tempting to instantly download a dating app and search for a rebound. But dating whilst going through a heartbreak, it's not a great idea. You don't want to push yourself before it's time just to avoid your feelings because most likely you're going to come back to bite you. If you're not emotionally ready, you're not only doing yourself a disservice, but you're definitely doing the other person a disservice too. And at the same time, re-entering the dating scene could provide a healthy confidence boost for your bruised ego, but just be honest with yourself and the people that you're dating, obviously, about where you're at emotionally. If you're not fully over your ex and simply looking for a fling, there's nothing wrong with that, but make sure you say so out of courtesy to the other person. Right, now you need to trust that the pain won't last forever. However much pain you're experiencing, try to believe that, you know, quote unquote, this too shall pass. And have faith that on any given day, you could meet your special someone who's truly right for you. When you're in the thick of heartbreak, it can be hard to imagine that you could ever feel happy again. But time heals most, if not all, emotional wounds. Now down the road, you're going to want to reflect on the positive things. In the long run, the breakup shouldn't taint the whole relationship. As the pain subsides, consider the good you got out of it. Embrace the excitement of new possibilities and remind yourself how awesome you are. So now we're going to get into some emotional healing. And the reality is that you will never be the same person as you were before whatever happened in or during your relationship and what you're healing from. That can feel scary, but that can also feel incredibly liberating as you attempt to find yourself and experience this post-traumatic growth. So what is emotional healing? Essentially, emotional healing is the process of acknowledging, allowing, accepting, integrating and processing painful life experiences with strong emotions. There's a bunch of things that might involve empathy, self-regulation, self-compassion, self-acceptance, mindfulness and integration. Many people have a tendency to want to control the process of emotional healing by minimizing the pain and controlling their emotions, but this can actually slow down the process of emotional healing. Emotional healing takes the time that it takes. It might be longer or shorter than you expect or even plan on. And if someone asks you how long it's going to take to get over this, firstly, that's an unreasonable question. But I'd respond by saying something like, between now and later, it takes as long as it takes. And you asking me questions I can't answer is unhelpful. Emotional healing will look and be different for literally everyone. So when do we need emotional healing? All people are going to need emotional healing at some point during their lives. We all experience challenges and difficult emotions that need processing. Some common life stresses where people may seek emotional healing include things like the loss of a loved one, divorce, breakups, job loss, abuse, and that could be emotional or physical, illnesses. Outside of specific events, it's also possible to experience intensifying, lingering, and seemingly unshakable anger, sadness, or anxiety that feels like it's just taking over your life and completely consuming you. So these feelings could cause a, a functional impairment in your day-to-day -day life. 
No matter what the trigger for your difficult emotions, emotional healing is possible in all of these scenarios. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it, emotional healing is not an easy process, but it can be incredibly rewarding for many people and help them find the clarity and even inspiration in life beyond whatever it is that they're healing from. So here are some questions you might want to ask yourself as you embark on your healing journey. What are you healing from? How is not healing affecting your life? What do you want your life to look like after you've healed? If you woke up tomorrow, how would you know whether or not you've been healed? Are you ready to heal? Are you willing to sit through some discomfort in order for the healing process to occur? What will help you on your emotional healing journey? And if you resist the healing process, how has not healing served you? What can you do to make your healing journey more gentle on yourself? Well, you're going to want to practice self-compassion because you're not broken. But it's pretty hard to heal if you're beating yourself up all the time. And one study has shown that those who practice self-compassion show greater increases in well-being than those that didn't. Right? So you're going to want to appreciate yourself. That's right. You're going to want to appreciate yourself. Despite the emotional pain you've experienced that's leading you on this emotional healing journey, you've made it this far. So at least appreciate that. And where possible, don't go it alone. Science shows that we heal better together. Your instinct might be to go into hiding until you're done healing, but the reality is that your friends and family, they probably want to help you. So reach out to someone who feels safe. And don't try and fix it all at once. Emotional healing is not simple. And whatever happened to you, likely has deeper roots within you than you realized and could be affecting you in in many ways so be realistic don't expect to fix all the ways your issue or trauma has affected you all at once you're going to want to sit through it and this might be one of the hardest things to do you are likely experiencing a range of deep feelings such as sadness grief or even rage and those aren't fun emotions and it's tempting to want to ignore them and rush through them It'll be uncomfortable, but acknowledging tough feelings is part of the healing. And the good news is that feelings do pass, even if it doesn't feel like they will. You need to understand that progress isn't a straight line. You may feel like you're making good breakthroughs, and then you have a terrible day where you feel like all your emotional healing has been undone, or that you might have done something wrong. You're going to have good and bad days, and it's normal to feel like that, especially if you've gone backwards on occasion. It's part of the process, and the sooner you acknowledge that, the less bad days you're likely to have. So what are the benefits of emotional healing? You probably don't like the pain that you're in, and maybe you're afraid to work on emotional healing because you're afraid of what you might find in the process. And that's a valid concern. So here are some health benefits that are associated with positive emotions associated with healing. Better cardiovascular health. You'll potentially have a longer lifespan, lower cortisol levels, that's the stress hormone, Lower heart rate, less likely to develop upper respiratory infection when exposed to a common cold or flu. And I find it pretty amazing how your emotional health can have such an impact on your physical health. But the science is rock solid. So if you're trying to heal emotional pain, here are some ways that you can move forward towards emotional healing. Because emotional healing can be incredibly rewarding, it can also be painful in the meantime. You might want to consider talking to a mental health professional who is trained in working with people on emotional healing on a daily basis. They can help you heal at a pace that's appropriate for you and provide the insight you might not be able to reach on your own. When we're attempting emotional healing, it can be very easy to get pulled back into past events or to catastrophize what the future will be like if you don't heal. 
mindfulness practices can help you be in the present moment and see that at this moment in time, you're okay. Journaling is, is, is also often suggested, and for good reason. Research shows that journaling is an effective way to reach insights into the unconscious by helping people work through their feelings and to make meaning or to understand what's happening to them. Allow yourself to feel the fullness of your grief, the anger, the pain or the loss without attaching common sense or reasoning. Because at the end of the day, you might, you might be feeling this way for no other reason than because someone else was an asshole and treated you poorly. These people aren't worth thinking about. Their reasons why aren't worth thinking about. Allowing yourself to have those feelings can be deeply healing and helpful in the processing of emotions. When you're overcome by an emotion, you can keep an eye on the clock to note how long it takes before feeling dissipates, and you can do that by employing mindfulness skills in the meantime. Research shows that emotions can subside in under 90 seconds. So take a few deep breaths, slow down your breathing, and before you know it, these emotions can feel like they're fading away instead of taking hold of you. You can perform exercises to ground yourself, such as putting your feet on the floor, taking a sip of water, running cold water over your hands. These things will help distract you and prevent your emotions from getting out of control. And you can do anything distracting. Hold your breath and try reciting the alphabet backwards. Virtually anything is better than allowing your emotions from getting the best of you. And it will be so much easier when you can recognize this as soon as it starts so you can immediately take steps to cut it off. Another thing you can try as you're experiencing these difficult emotions is to move your body to help process your feelings. I'm not joking when I say this. Jump up and down. Give your body a good shake. Do a few star jumps or push-ups. It sounds dumb, but it works. Moving the body to process stress or trauma, it can even be seen in the animal kingdom. Right? If you see, say, an impala in the wild escaping a predator, it will instinctively shake off the traumatic event, regaining full movement to its body by literally having a shake. It really works, and it's really worth a try. I mean, you've got nothing to lose. There are therapeutic techniques called somatic experiencing, sometimes that's just known as SE, and traumatic release exercises, which is sometimes known as TRE. And these can help process and move trauma and emotions from within the body as well. SE involves a person becoming aware of their internal bodily sensations and bringing awareness to them, and TRE involves a person intentionally moving, moving their bodies to decrease stress levels. And I must admit, I don't know much about those particular techniques, so I'm not going to go and try and school you on it, but feel free to look into them if the other things aren't working for you. Now, be open to receiving support from you know, your friends or your family network. Allow yourself to be seen, supported and cared for by the friends and the people who love you. Some people want to do it all by themselves and whilst that might work, it tends to be more difficult and it tends to be a longer path to take. So if you decide on going to a therapist, how do you find the right therapist for you? How do you know if you're actually healing? Well, there's no finish line to cross that signifies that you're now fully healed. In fact, emotional healing can sometimes be so gradual, you may not even realize how much you've healed, and it might be other people that actually notice it before you do. But if you can look back at a situation without being overcome by emotion, you can bounce back in the face of adversity, or you simply feel a greater sense of peace, and this means you are certainly well on your way to emotional healing. There might be deeper and deeper levels of emotional healing to be discovered, but do your best to live, 
like in a, in a way that supports your continued journey of emotional healing. This will allow you to experience an ever-expanding field of emotional healing, and that can improve your physical, your emotional, your mental health, your well-being, satisfaction, fulfillment in life, and your connection to yourself and those in your life. Pretty cool, and well worthwhile giving it a crack. So that's it for this week's episode. I really hope you got some value out of this episode and can begin or continue a path of ongoing emotional health. Thanks for listening to the end. I'm really loving the support I'm getting from the Improve Me community. It's really satisfying getting emails from people employing some of the techniques and practices I've spoken about in the various episodes. And I also want to assure you that all emails are totally 100% confidential. I don't share them with anyone. I don't print them out. And I would never talk about them in episodes unless you specifically say it's okay to do so. But even then, I'll, I'll definitely keep your identity confidential. One day I'll get a Facebook page up and running where we can have more of a community, but at this stage I really don't have the time to manage it, and apparently it can be quite a bit of work. So that's still a future thing for now, but I am confident it'll be up and running one day. I'd love it if you could help me out by giving me a five-star rating. That helps to push the podcast higher up the list on searches, and also makes it more easily found. And of course, share an episode link with your friends, family, your co-workers, if you think that they can benefit from the information, or even if you think they might be interested in this week's topic. You might find that the improvements you're trying to make towards a better life are easier if you have a podcast buddy that's on the same journey as you. So that's just another good reason to share the link. And of course, you can always email me if you have any episode suggestions, or even if you just want to say hi, the podcast email address is improvemepodcast.com at outlook.com and finally try to imitate my blood type and be positive ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now, because we live in a litigious world where some people refuse to take responsibility for their own actions and are always looking for someone else to blame, I'm forced to remind you that this podcast is for knowledge and entertainment purposes only. Always consult a qualified professional before taking any health, psychological, pharmaceutical, mental or physical advice. 
never rely on information from a podcast.